This is Greg Olson here to tell you about my new podcast, TE1. On the show, I had a chance to talk to my fellow tight ends who have revolutionized the position from an extra lineman to a dual threat superstar. And just like my guests have changed the game, this year, NFLSundayTicket.tv is revolutionizing your NFL viewing experience. Stream all the live out-of-market NFL games every Sunday on your favorite devices and never miss a moment from your favorite players. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code GREG88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's NFLSundayTicket.tv and the promo code GREG88. Subscribe to TE1 and get NFLSundayTicket.tv, an unmatched dual threat. Welcome into the OBR Newswire podcast. I am your host, Jared Mueller. Thank you for taking some time with us today. Uh, I am different than your host. I am not Jake Burns. Jake is and not here this week. So you're going to get a lot of me and then uh, we're going to get our OBR guests scheduled in. But I wanted to take a few minutes with you this Monday morning uh, just to talk about the scrimmage, a little bit about Harrison Bryant, and uh, just a little bit about talent acquisition uh, as Yannick Nguakwe uh, was traded to the Vikings, not the Browns, uh, despite the Browns' interest. So that is kind of where we're going to go today. Um, but first, I want to talk to you about one of our sponsors, DoorDash. Uh, you've counted on restaurants. Now they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. And so DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with new contact contact list delivery. Didn't do really good with that yet. So try that again with new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery too. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food is on the way. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code BLUEWIRE. That's one word, BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off your five dollars off your first delivery and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and the App Store and enter the code BLUEWIRE. Again, that's all one word, BLUEWIRE. Don't forget, BLUEWIRE for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. So the Cleveland Browns had their scrimmage yesterday, and I think there's a lot of things that can be taken away from it. Um, I think when you look at how the Browns looked from what we could see, you saw a lot of exciting things for the offense. You saw a touchdown to Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, You saw Austin Hooper get a touchdown. Uh, You saw some crispness with the offense. Uh, You also saw the defense at times stand up. Uh, especially on that defensive line, Sheldon Richardson and, and a few other plays. And so, again, when with the limited amount of things that we could see with with them cutting in and out and, and all of that kind of stuff, we can't take a ton away just because it was hard to read, right? There were actually some run plays where just based on the camera angles and some of those kind of things, I couldn't tell if it was a loss 
or a gain, and then you hear Nathan Zagura or Josh Cribbs, and literally there were like back-to-back plays with Dante Hillier where both of them looked very, very similar, uh, and they're talking about a good six to nine-yard gain on one and a three-yard loss on the other, and to be honest, from the camera angles and some of those kind of things, they looked very, very similar. Now, that is on purpose. Right now, the Browns, like every other team, have no reason to give away anything. And so I think the Browns are very clear to their video people. Uh, You would see kind of a zoomed out look. And then all of a sudden you got this almost disoriented camera view of zoomed in on Baker Mayfield, but but the camera is on the far right or whatever it is. So, um, you know, whether it was in the blocking scheme or some of the route combinations, you know, we were really limited in what we were able to see at times. And again, uh, for us as fans and media, that is frustrating. But for the Browns and for the, the season that we're looking forward to, that is what is best for the team. And so that is what we saw. There were some other things that obviously were a little concerning, uh, specifically when we talk about someone like Jedrick Wills, um, had a little bit of difficult time with Porter Gustin, um, but that again is going to be to be expected. I think anybody uh, in Cleveland expecting him to be Joe Thomas, even the rookie Joe Thomas, uh, probably is setting themselves up for higher expectations than need be, uh, because that just doesn't seem realistic for for Jedrick Wills or really most offensive tackles. That's you know, whether maybe Andrew Thomas, who had been at, you know, Georgia for so long and as a starter uh, for so long, maybe someone like him may have been a little bit better. Uh, but but Wills coming over from the right side where he played most of his career um, and all of those kind of things and with his shortened off season and everything else is going to have some rough patches. And so we just have to expect that. All in all, I think there was a lot to like about uh, where we were looking um, and how they were looking uh, yesterday. That was uh, just something that we, you know, it was exciting to see. I thought I thought we saw a Christmas out of Baker Mayfield. I thought we saw some zip on the ball. I thought we saw some really good ball placement, um, whether that was um, both balls that were a little high but seemingly on purpose high for Odell and for Hooper for their touchdowns. Um, you know, for Odell, it, it allowed the ball just to be away from some players. Uh, and for Hooper, it allowed him to go up and high point it, which is one of his strengths, right, is in the red zone being able to high point the ball. And so I think all in all, again, you can't take a ton away from a scrimmage where we don't have really good uh, camera angles to to break down. Listen, Jake and I and and some of the rest of the folks at the OBR, we're really big on the all 22. And what we got yesterday was the all four or five or six. Uh, And so it's just a little bit more difficult to really kind of get a good feel for how the blocking schemes and some of the, honestly, the most important stuff really is on the defensive line and offensive line. We didn't get to see a ton of that um, directly. There were some good, there were some bad, but we're not going to take too much away from it, just kind of enough to really say, hey, there's stuff to be excited about here, right? There's an offense that can be really explosive, and they just honestly, I think they need Jedrick Wills to be good. Not great, just really, when I say good, I mean above average. So um, if we, we think of a player who is replacement level, they need Jedrick Wills to be a little bit better than that on a regular basis, consistently. Not too many really, really poor reps, um, but just consistently good. And then at times, hopefully have you know a few run plays a game and a few pass plays a game where he's just great, where he's just you know unlocked and, and doing really, really well. 
So that is the quick takeaway of for from the scrimmage on Sunday, uh, and and you know what that means. Sunday, Sunday, Sundays, they're coming back with the NFL. And with the NFL Sunday TV, you can stream every live out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices, plus Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels. Never miss your favorite teams and favorite players, no matter where you live. NFL Sunday Ticket.tv is your key to get the most glorious Sundays ever. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Again, visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use promo code BLUEWIRE. And so as we're getting excited and looking forward to, uh, in just under two weeks, the Browns uh, returning to the field for the real. Right and down, you know, they'll have their roster down. We'll have some cuts. We'll probably have some movement. We'll talk about here in a second. Um, you know, it, we're really getting excited about what the next steps are going to be, um, what they're going to look like for the Browns, and and how they get ready for the Baltimore Ravens. And I think one of the things that uh, just continues to be, honestly, just continue to be talked about is, is Harrison Bryant. And I just want to be honest about um, what it looks like to be a rookie NFL tight end. Because in general, it's not good, right? The reality is, is when we look back at um, what what David and Joku did as a rookie, we really saw that rookie tight ends don't do a ton. It takes normally a year or so before a rookie tight end really kind of clicks, and that what I, is what I would say about all the excitement around Harrison Bryant is that yeah, it is absolutely great. Uh, to see all the good that he has been doing, okay? It is exciting and all of that stuff. But just realize that as a rookie in the tight end position, there is so much extra junk. And I I use the word junk from a defensive level uh, just because it's the word I have here on a Monday morning. But there's so much extra junk that they have to deal with in between the snap and getting out into their routes blocking schemes, all of that kind of stuff, that it is really, really difficult for rookie tight ends to play well, to make a huge impact on a team. Now, does that mean he won't make any impact? No, that's not what I'm saying. But it's important to realize that his impact might be limited to one or two catches a game. It may be limited to four or five touchdowns next season or this season. And again, When I say four or five touchdowns, I'm actually, that would be a lot, right? Given every weapon the Browns have on offense, uh, and again, given how difficult it is to, for a rookie to succeed at the NFL, when we look back at David Njoku, uh, his rookie season in 2017, again, he was 21 years old. He hadn't been at the position for long. Um, You know, very young guy, very athletic. He started five games. 32 receptions for 386 yards and four touchdowns. Again, hear me, 32 receptions for 386 yards and four touchdowns. To put all that into historical context, it it really does take literally generally a year extra. And so um, looking at kind of the best tight end seasons, uh, top 9, 10, you know, we're looking at Mike Ditka had an amazing year with 1,000 yards back in 1961. Uh, 1988, Keith Jackson had 869 yards, 1973, 1963, 1998, 1975, 1995, and 
1998. There are just a few seasons even in the 2000s, and so that's Jeremy Shockey in 2002 had 894 yards. He only had two touchdowns. In 2017, Evan Ingram had 722 yards, uh, and then he had six touchdowns. Um, And then last year, Dallas Goddard for the Philadelphia Eagles had 670 yards and five receiving touchdowns. So again, when you when you hear kind of some of those years and even some of the production, it's important to realize just in general how limited. Listen, Dallas Goddard had one of the one of the better one of the top 10, 15 seasons last year. He had 607 yards and he had five touchdowns. Right. Um, And so. With his 58 targets, that's a lot of targets for a rookie, uh, I'm sorry, receptions, 58 receptions um, with a ton of targets. Um, That's a lot for a rookie. And so the idea that Harrison Bryant, uh, at least statistically, is going to have a huge impact is just something that I think um, Browns fans who get really excited about the new and the pretty, and that's not just Browns fans, that's people in general, uh, because it actually, uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm a mental health professional, new novel things actually stimulate a part of our stress response system. Uh, And so it actually gets us excited because there's more uh, endorphins and hormones and all kinds of different things that happen when our stress response system is fired up and when new players are a possibility that can get our stress response system fired up and so again I just want to kind of calm the excitement about uh, the new rookie tight end he was drafted where he was drafted for a reason right we're not talking about you know, someone like Hawkinson of last year or any of those kind of guys. Uh, We're talking about someone who was drafted later for a reason. Now he has some talent and he may be able to produce a game here or there that is really exciting or maybe get two touchdowns on three receptions for 15 yards or whatever it is. And again, he may have some kind of impact on the field uh, in a game-to-game situation, but it's important to realize that um, as a rookie, he's likely to struggle because that you know, tight ends are trying to learn to be offensive linemen and wide receivers at the same time, right? And that that can just be very, very difficult for any player. Uh, and so we just want to make sure that we are being realistic about our Browns expectations going into this season. We should have high ones for the team. But again, there's a lot going on there and there's some dependence on a rookie, right? And so I have an article that's up on the OBR talking about, I think the one injury that the Browns may struggle to come back from isn't actually Baker Mayfield. Not that I think he's not good. I think he's good. I just think Case Keenum gives them at least a solid backup. I think the injury that they would struggle to come back from is Jedrick Wills, right, for Baker's confidence, for a lot of things. And so um, the Browns with Harrison Bryan and Jedrick Wills and, and a few others just have to be really careful about relying on too many rookies who will likely make mistakes who will likely hit a rookie wall at some point in time, especially with the limitations uh, of this offseason. And so, again, I think that that's one of the reasons why, as we talk about in our third segment, talk about new acquisitions, trades, and those kind of things. I think it's why, more likely than not, the Browns are going to hold on to David Njoku, giving them the flexibility of Njoku, Hooper, and Bryant. You're giving the team the most opportunity to succeed, and you're giving Bryant the most opportunity to not be put in too big of a position uh, to force anything too early in his career, which may overwhelm him. And finally, we, you know, so that's kind of where we're going to finish up is just talking about 
player acquisition and, and kind of what the Browns are looking for. And so, um, obviously, with the Jaguars uh, trading away their defensive end, Yannick, um, there is some talk that the Browns were involved, and they were. Uh, the problem for the Browns is obviously, and for any team, to be honest, is that they have no idea what his future contract's going to look like uh, because no one can sign him to a contract extension this off season or this season uh, as we're right there now um, just because the franchise tag rules and some of those kind of things uh, and the Jaguars held some leverage right and so uh, it's not as if he had full leverage to say no I only want to play in Cleveland or San Francisco or again wherever he would have said he wanted to play because the Jaguars could have called his bluff and just forced him to sit Right, and, and they would have gotten nothing for him at some level, kind of like the Steelers did with Le'Veon Bell, but they could have done that to try to get what they wanted. And, and in this case, they got what they wanted. The Minnesota Vikings gave up a second-round pick for, as it stands right now, uh, and uh, as they can, the only thing they can guarantee, even if there is a hint-hint, wink-wink, handshake deal behind the scenes, the only thing they can guarantee right now is that they will have him for one season. That's it. That's all they can guarantee. Uh, and so for the Browns, again, they, they are going to think long-term. That's why Raquan McMillan uh, is not on the Cleveland Browns. He had, you know, he's in the final year of his contract. You know, for the Browns, trading away assets for someone who's only going to play for a season doesn't make a lot of sense, especially when they look at whether or not they are going to sign players. You know, Nigel Bradham is back on the market, probably due to injury, um, and then uh, some other players that could be helpful to them. The idea of trading away assets uh, for a player that's only going to be there for a year or they can only guarantee for a year, especially something as high as a second round and a fifth round that could become a third. Like that's just a lot to swallow as well as on top of uh, assuming then that they're going to pay him 20 million or so starting next season. Uh, that's just a lot for the Browns to swallow. So just unfortunately, that's just where it is. I think their Browns are still continuing to have conversations with some players. I think Logan Ryan uh, is still a possibility. I think uh, Earl Thomas is still has a small possibility, but it's really telling uh, that no one has signed Earl um, you know, a, a week or so after he's been cut by Baltimore, right? It tells you that the league is leery, that there may be even more information behind the scenes <clears throat> that fans and media are just not aware of. And we already know of a lot of things. Um, I do not think Jadavion Clowney is currently an option for the Browns. I'm not sure Jadavion Clowney knows where he's an option. And I don't think the trade at, in a lot of ways actually helps him out because what we what we understand is uh, that Ngakwe is actually going to restructure his contract to take less money this year on the franchise tag. So uh, his franchise tag was about $17 million. It sounds like he's going to take about $13 million to fit everything under the cap. And so I think what's interesting for Jadavion and Clowney is now the top pass rusher that was available took $13 million for one year. Now he's limited by the franchise tag, but just to be blunt, Jadavion Clowney is not the pass rusher, which again is the most valuable part that Yannick is. And so as the Browns are looking to uh, add talent, I expect a lot of movement, but I think you're going to be seeing a lot of movement in the two, three year veteran kind of um, player. 
um, more than you're going to see movement in uh, like a six, seven year veteran, uh, just because, you know, at six, seven, eight years, veterans start to slow down. There's reasons they become available. Normally it's cap space or production or both. Um, and without being able to have preseason to see how these players are doing, uh, the Browns with Andrew Barry are really going to kind of fall back on kind of their their draft profiles um, and a lot of their old scouting tapes. So I think as you start to see movement over the next two weeks or week and a half, whatever that is, that you're going to see um, the Browns really focus on year two, three kind of players, maybe even a rookie or two that they maybe were interested in that, that they didn't get. Uh, we saw that with Curtis Weaver, who's obviously now on their IR. Um, is someone they may have been interested in, and now they got a free kind of look at for a season. Um, and so they'll kind of go from there. So the Browns, I think there will be decently active, um, but expecting those big moves may be unrealistic. I think a player like Earl Thomas, with all of his issues, may have to wait until after week one, so that way his contract is not fully guaranteed. And so as the Browns look for just kind of getting things all together as they really want to make that playoff push, I think we're going to see some additions, but I think um, the Browns are playing in this now and this not yet. They want to be competitive now, but they realize some of these rookies have to develop. They've lost some players to injury. The Grant Delpit injury was huge, as I talked about with Jake last week. And so we're going to see the Browns, even though they're going to push for the playoffs and hope to make the playoffs, you're going to see a little of now and not yet. Uh, you're going to see additions that, uh, like Logan Ryan, would be a now addition. Uh, but you may then also see some rookie first or second year players that are brought in later uh, in this offseason as they go into the season. So uh, as the Browns make their playoffs push, did someone say playoffs? The NBA and the NHL are playing for the gold, and our partners at Bet Online have you covered. Get in on all the action, including a new NBA bracket contest with plenty of chances to win. MLB season is pushing into the fall, and there's no shortage of ways to bet with hundreds of odds, futures, and props. So take advantage of the return of sports, and remember, the casino never closes. Check it out all day, all night betonline.ig again that's betonline.ig and use the promo code bluewire that's all one word bluewire to receive your welcome bonus that's betonline.ag promo code bluewire betonline your online sports book experts thank you guys for stopping in i went a little long today not shocking that's just the way it's going to be i'm not as good as jake at being concise i hope you have a great monday uh heading into the holiday next week uh on on next monday uh, i hope you all are well and taking care of yourself take care of yourself take care of others and go browns